And you say this is too cheap for therapy? <laughs> Can you say hi, Marianne? Hi, Corinne. Hi, Corinne. Hi, Marianne. <laughs> but we're cheap. Too cheap for therapy. With Marianne and Corinne. Big win. Big winner. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> winner, winner. I'm the wiener. Chicken Diener. Ooh, I love Diener. <laughs> Great. Oh, boy. Hey, everybody. Hey. You want to creep on the listeners again? Yeah. Hey, what you doing? What are you wearing? <laughs> You're looking real nice. Yeah, you do. In whatever you're wearing. In whatever it is. That sounds nice. Nothing at all. <laughs> oh, stop creeping on them. I don't know. Maybe you're wearing a ski suit. Oh, wait, why? Uh, maybe you're going skiing. I hope so. If not, that's kind of weird. Just mm. cleaning your house in a ski suit? Yes. All right. As is my right. Do you do you? This is America. Hey, you're listening to Too Cheap for Therapy. I'm Marianne. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you there. This is Kareen. <laughs> so, I listen to my sister and my friend's podcast. Um, it, Tiffany is my sister. Kanice is my friend. And they started a new podcast called Writerish. And in the podcast, they were talking about our podcast. It was like podcast inception. Ooh. It was very interesting. Ooh. Anyway... Tiffany mentioned, is it Kareen or Corinne? The listeners want to know. Listener wants to know. That's right. Uh, honestly, it's both or neither. I don't care. You really don't care? No, I don't care. I care very much what people call me. You call me Marianne, as is my name. Don't call me Mary. Don't call me Anne. Don't call me Maureen. Don't call me Marion. That's not my name. Muriam! No! Muriam, I brought you a Seika! I'll take it. Okay. But no, that's not my name. <laughs> but that's not my name. So you really don't care? Honestly, people have called me both for so long. Generally, in my personal life, people call me Kareen, and people in my, like, other life, like, outside of my home and relatives, Work? call me Corinne. Okay. Work is one, yeah. But you really don't care? Like, people, I've heard people get upset, like, oh, God, I've been calling her Kareen this whole time, that's not her name, and I just reassure them, like, she doesn't give a shit. Not, not even one. Not even she, one no. solitary shit. No, it's actually really funny for me to realize that people are upset later. I, I, I kind of get a kick out of that. So, Tiffany, don't worry about it. You can call her anything. Just don't call her late for dinner. Call me anything or nothing at all. Just say, hey, lady. <laughs> hey, lady. Hey, lady. Great. Yeah. All I'll right. answer, especially if there's food. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So this is our bonus episode. Too cheap for a full episode. That's right. We sure are. Yeah. I'm cheap in my regular life. Me so too. It, it, it makes just the most sense to translate that cheapness and put it into the podcast. Right. Let's let's pass that cheapness on to the listeners. So then the savings everywhere. Yes. Y'all are saving. <laughs> Look under your seat. There are savings. Yeah. There's a, savings th- for you and savings for you. <laughs> I think there's a coupon under your chair. Oh, yeah. Wait, do you say coupon or coupon? I say coupon. <laughs> coupon. Yeah, emphasis on the Q. Adam and I had this, I'm going to go ahead and say argument Ooh. often. <laughs> Lauren, tell me if I'm right or wrong. I can't quite remember. I think Adam would say coupon, but I say coupon, like the way it's spelled, like a coupe. I thought you were going to say like the right way. <laughs> yeah, like the right way. 
You're wrong. Oh. It's oh. coupon, not coupon. It's groceries. That's right. If you disagree with me, write in. Tell me why. Write in and phonetically spell out all the words that you think we say wrong. <laughs> and then we'll say them wrong again just for That's you right. on the next podcast. Well, we make up a lot of words, so that might be difficult. That's true. Yeah. Scrumple. Ambambulance. Oh. The Wambambulance. <laughs> the Wee Woo Wagon. Yeah. People are going to write in and like, Wheat Woot Wagon is not a thing. And we're going to keep saying it. Wheat Woot! It is in my mind. Wheat Woot, Wheat Woot. Yep. Okay. All right. So, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Oh, Christ. Thanksgiving. We have invited... Me! You. Yes. And you're coming. It's just me. I'm, I'm going to be there. It's just you. But aren't you bringing like 60 people? <laughs> Not 60. I'm bringing three other people. It's going to be me, Brian, my bestie Emily, and her boyfriend Andrew. They're okay. coming down from Oregon. Or coming up? Coming up from Oregon. Coming up, going down. That's right. Okay. Um, and that's fine. Uh, we also have another um, set of friends, our dear friends, who are bringing seven other people. What? <laughs> We've always done this thing where it's like... We invite everybody. Mm-hmm. We have a big house. I like to cook. Sure. It's all good. I love to eat. Yeah, and you love to eat. And so I hate to cook. It, it works, all works out. out. Yes. Um, so I think we invited probably 10 people. Mm-hmm. And I think we invite, we ended up with about 30 people. Oh my coming. God. Because <laughs> your friends keep inviting other friends. Yeah, that's cool. Because that's what we do. Yeah, it's all good. Because we know you don't care. I don't want anybody, I don't want to see anybody eating at the bowling alley on Thanksgiving. Aww. Maybe breakfast. Oh, yeah. Oh, ew. Bowling alley breakfast? Oh, shit. Have you not ever had breakfast at the bowling alley? No. It's like the best breakfast. Do they have literal breakfast, or is it just, like, chicken fingers? Oh, no. It's like, yeah, it's like the full-on, and they, like, have a full They have waffles? Break. They got waffles. They got hash burns. They got <laughs> eggs burns. of all kinds. <laughs> eggs. Just chicken. They got eggs. They got eggs. Chicken eggs. Okay, eggs. great. <laughs> eggs, they got eggs, eggs. Bom, bom. They got quail eggs. They got quail I don't think. <laughs> they where don't do you bowl? <laughs> you bowling with the queen? Yes. Shit. She and I bowl with her oh. corgis. Good, good job on the turkey. Bring us another round of hash burns. <laughs> oh my God, Queen Elizabeth II. Oh. What are you doing? Oh, do her corgis run down and set the pins back up for I you? I hope so. I hope so too. Oh God. You know she's not going to adopt any more corgis. I know. That's so sad. I get it. You don't want to be that owner. And she's a queen and she's getting older. She can't take care. Not. I don't even know if she takes care of them. Doesn't I, she have, like, butlers and stuff to do that? I think they have tiny stables where they keep the corgis. Release the corgis! <laughs> <laughs> sure. I hope. I like that. I mean, I understand why she doesn't want any more because she doesn't want to leave them behind. Because she is excessively elderly at yeah, this point. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, it's not like the queen's corgis are going to end up at the shelter. <laughs> no, you know? of Somebody's going to take care of those You dogs. know that's a movie? That's a little animated movie now. The Queen's Corgis? Yes. I don't know the title, but it's the premise is the Queen of England's Corgi got loose from Buckingham Palace and it got picked up and it's now at the pound. And now it's they're trying to plan some escape route oh. to get home and get to Buckingham Palace. Oh, boy. Well, yeah. if any of our listeners know what that is, um, write that into us because we want to know and we want to watch it. Yeah, let me know if it's a real thing or if I just made a blockbuster hit movie in my mind. And if so, patent pin. TM. TM. TMI, TM. <laughs> All right, then. All right. 
You gonna ask me what I'm doing for Thanksgiving? Hey, what you doing for Thanksgiving at my house? I'm coming to your house. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be fun. Yes. It's more Friendsgiving this year, because lots of our family couldn't make it. They're doing things wherever they're doing them, and that's fine. But we will miss them, and mm-hmm. we love them. And we will uh, drink, perhaps, to excess. Okay. And we will eat... Definitely to excess. Oh, yeah, I like that. And then we just got to sit around in front of the fire and... Eat some more. Eat some more. Is Michael doing that fried turkey? We are having an air-fried turkey. Yes. Which is stupid delicious. Oh, I know. The last Thanksgiving I had at your house, you guys had that big-ass air-fried turkey and the big old air fryer. Mm -hmm. And Brian was captivated by it. So much so that I had to order him his own air fryer for his birthday. Yeah. And then the package showed up in front of the house from Amazon, and he opens it, because it has his name on it, and he's like, oh, an air fryer, that Kareen. <laughs> and he, when I got home, he was like, you won't believe what Corinne did, because I told, I, we were at her house, and I love their air fryer so much, she must have ordered it. This thing is expensive, and I'm like, Brian, that was from me. You're welcome. <laughs> and then, of course, when I heard that story, I immediately texted Brian and said, are you even going to fucking say thank you for the air fryer? <laughs> so he was all kind of confused. So confused. Yep. It was good times. But it is great. Oh, yeah. And they're awesome. We use it. And it's awesome. Yes. Mm. I recommend it highly. Oh, we'll put uh, we'll put a link to the Amazonian. Oh, yeah. Where you can sure. order your own. If you like the meat, it cooks it to perfection. If you don't like the meat... You can cook anything in there, like crisp up your French fries. And are we doing a promo for Mr. Air Fryer? We're gonna need a sponsorship. We're, we're gonna need a check. We're gonna need a check. Mail to Tesla Studios. Until we get paid, don't buy any air fryers. Nah, you can go ahead and buy it. It's a yeah, good purchase. Do buy it. They're they're very nice. <laughs> they're nice and they work well and they work quickly. And the turkey does not take very long to cook. No, and it don't get dry. Mm, it it's is, so moist. It's a moist, moist bird. <laughs> and I hate that word, moist. Yeah, but it's real moist. But you can't describe it any other way except for moist. It's drippity. Ew, That's drippity. even worse. Let's just go with moist. Yeah, just say moist. Ew. Moist, okay, moist, stop moist, saying moist. Moist, moist. Stop. moist. Stop saying it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it was a good time having uh, our new producer slash uh, rapping mogul, Ebby the Pug, on our last episode. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. We're about to release her new hit single. Oh! It's going to drop on Tuesday. Dropping! Yes. You, too, can listen to it on Too Cheap for Therapy. And we're going to uh, post it and tag uh, Kanye West Probably. and Drake and oh, yeah. Snoop Dogg. Those are rappers uh, from our era. Who's a rapper now? Little something and big something. I don't know. That's true. Little Lil Wayne. If you just type in Lil, do you think it'll autofill with some rapper from Probably. now-ish? And yes. Okay, well, we'll just do that. I guess so. Okay. okay. We'll okay. do that. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Um, once again, proving that even small dogs are more talented than we are. <laughs> But if she blows up and becomes famous, she got her start here yeah. in Tesla Studios. Exactly. Don't forget your roots, Abby. And we're going to be her momagers. That's right. So. Don't forget your roots. She going to forget and us. And who to pay us when you get real famous. Yeah. TM. TM on your whole career. That's right. 
So, we got some listener emails. Ooh, emails. Yes. Were some of them from females? Yes, some of them. Oh, and some of them from others. Who are males? Male. Potentially male, yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, on the internet, you can be anybody you want to be. That's true. And in real life, you can be whoever you want to be. Maybe you're like, oh, I'm a, a professional 34-year-old man who lives in Philadelphia, and really, you're a Labrador. Oh. I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah. How is he typing? <laughs> I think he uses uh, a stenographer. Ah. Uh, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> So, we got a voice message from Kenise Marshall. You probably know her from our promos. She is the author of Call from the Willow. She is the author of The the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> oh, she wrote that one, too? Yes, real oh, good. Oh, gosh. Yeah. She didn't write the second one. She's going places. She did write and publish the first one. She could have. She's currently working on the second story in the series yeah. of Call from the Willow. Anyway... She sent us a voice message. She wanted to talk a little bit more about the mental health episode and elaborate on a few things. Nice. Take it away, Kanice. Do it. Hello, ladies. It's Kanice. I just wanted to send you all a message and tell you that I love your show. I listen to it. Um, you know, each episode that comes out, I enjoy the bonus episodes. So I appreciate you putting this out into the world and, um, you know, sharing your beautiful personalities with us. Um, what I wanted to talk about was... On the mental health episode, you all said so many wonderful things. And I just want to unpack, um, you know, a lot of what you said on there. The first point I had, um, or first thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, you talked about suicide and how it's important to check on our friends and loved ones that are having a hard time or depressed. But I remembered back when I took a psychology class, um, at Mary Washington and they talked about how when people are really deep in their depression um, they lack the energy to plan suicide and plan their suicide and so it's not really it's at the moment when they're actually coming out of it and they start getting energy back that they have the energy enough to plan it and then go through with it so I think it's important that the moment our friends start to feel better that we don't stop checking on them or that they appear to feel better that especially when they're coming out of a very depressed state, that we should continue to check in with them and reach out to them to make sure they're okay. Um, well, hello there. Hi. Um, yeah, that's a good point Kenise made, that you have to be diligent with your friends, not only when they seem down, but also when they seem up, because so often you hear about people maybe famous people who kill themselves and everybody says, but they had plans, they had yeah. this, they were, you know, they were doing well. Right. Yeah, they just maybe got their energy back and that's a dangerous time. That's so. true. Absolutely. Completely agree. Yep. Now let's hear more from Kenise. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up was, you know, I suffered from postpartum depression. Um, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I was or after having my daughter, excuse me, six months after having her, I was diagnosed with postpartum depression and then later found out that I probably already struggled with periodic depressive disorder. Um, so I remained on that medication that I was taking for postpartum. And it's amazing how you've lived in a fog for so long and then once you start to get help and you get medication, how that fog is lifted and you feel like a new person. You know, within a week of taking that medication, my husband looked at me and was like, you know, your personality seems brighter, you know, and I just felt different. And I had this amazing feeling of clarity. Um, 
you know, and it was just an amazing feeling. But again, one that I didn't realize how bad I felt until I got help and started taking the medication. Um, I completely agree with Kinesa's point about postpartum depression. Even though I've never had children or given birth or like kids very much. Even though I have never met a child. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I do. Yeah, I totally get it. I can see how... You know, your chemicals are all over the place, hormones and whatnot, and maybe you feel some kind of way. Maybe you're seeing that you're not as happy in that moment that you quote-unquote should be after having just given birth to a child. Well, if you think about the things that exacerbate mental illness and depression, things like not getting enough sleep, mm -hmm. things like not having time to yourself, things like not being able to do self-care, all that stuff is super prevalent when you have a baby. I think it would just bother me so much that that baby's not washing dishes or contributing to the household in any way. Listen, babies are freeloaders. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. And they're too dumb to come in out the rain. That's true. So you, you're responsible for it. Was well, a mean, cat? If you put a baby out, it ain't coming in. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Don't put your babies outside. But if you were to, do you think he'd come knocking? No. Like, oh, Mom, it's cold and wet. I'm a baby. No, he's no. just going to cry out they there. Need to take care of, you need to take care of the babies. And, and sometimes it's hard. a large responsibility, and it can be very overwhelming. Yeah. I completely get that. But that doesn't mean you're not doing a good job, and it doesn't mean you're not going to be able to do a good job. Right. So you just get the help you need, and then it's all going to be good. And I think that's very admirable. Admirable? Admiral. Colonel? <laughs> Colonel? <laughs> Colonel? First mate, Canise. <laughs> I think that's very admirable of you, Canise, that something has happened to you and our society thinks it's shameful or something. How could you have these feelings about your child or lack of feelings or whatever? No, I'm glad that you're showing people that it's normal in some cases it happens often and it happens to celebrities and it happens to people who have a lot of backup it happens to people who have nannies it happens to people who are single moms it's it doesn't discriminate right based on your situation no not so at all you can be in the best situation in the world and have all the help and money in the world and still have postpartum depression exactly yeah Ooh. yeah that's scary though but you just have to be aware and yes. they're actually getting better about that at least in the united states at least where i was when i was having children that they were very uh proactive about talking about that and asking questions Good. and having you know significant others leave the room and asking yeah. questions just making sure they gave you every opportunity to like access assistance if you need it. That's very good. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm sure if you're feeling that and you go to your doctor, it might be very shameful or something you don't want to tell someone. And that could be detrimental because if, I guess if you are in postpartum psychosis. Parsnip psychosis? Parsnip psychosis. I see so many cases of mothers drowning their children. and Yeah, and I don't know that that is all postpartum depression, but it's it's certainly, you know something that needs to have been treated that wasn't yeah. and for whatever reason they didn't mm -hmm. get the help they needed whether it was not seeking it or not receiving it or right. what yeah but yeah you gotta i mean you gotta take care of they, there's so much focus on taking care of babies you gotta take care of mom yeah because mom is the baby taker carer of her that's right the quicker picker up the quicker picker up her. it's crying quicker picker up she pick you up quick <laughs> that's right yay mom <laughs> yay mom I, yeah Thanks and dads and dad yeah and and other multiple moms and dads and, and non-binary non-binary parents parents and whatever guardians and caregivers people and with children respite carers respite foster did you say respite i can say respite is it 
respite? It's, yes. It's both. <laughs> I'm going to need a respite from you here it's in a minute. recital care. <laughs> recital care. That's before they dance. <laughs> All the cares. Oh, did you know that my sister wrote a book? Oh. About postpartum depression? No. Well, you already Wait, had your I, kids. Yeah, I'm not And I don't that. have children. Right. So I bought one, oh. but I haven't used it. It's kind you of... bought a child? <laughs> It was on the black market. Oh, the recital guardian wasn't doing their job. <laughs> no. Foisted him off on you. No, I bought one of our books on Amazon. I'll add a link to her book on our show notes. Yes. But um, it's funny because she says, oh, yeah, I wrote a book. And I'm like, oh, congratulations. And she's like, well, it's not really a book. It's more of a journal. So this. she always tries to undermine that she's written a book. So it's a journal for women who are struggling through postpartum depression. You know, write that's, out your thoughts. That's a book? Yes. Just so you have, I guess, um, the tools. Like she writes in there information about postpartum depression and what you can do to help it and da 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 Excellent. Yes. And then you can journal how you're feeling. And that might be very helpful to look back on it a couple days later. Like, oh, no, I need to go to the doctor now. Well, let's quantify this. Hmm. If you write a journal, a workbook, you wrote a book. Yes, you did. If you come to me saying, hey, look, I wrote a photo album. You did not write a book. Oh, because it's got the pictures. Unless you put captions on every picture. Oh, then you wrote a photo album book. Then you wrote a book. That's true. Listen, you wrote a book. Yeah, you did. And we're going to read it. Yeah. And we're going to love it. Probably, and yes. And you all are going to love it, too. Yeah. TM. Everybody buy it. TM. Everything's TM. <laughs> all right, let's hear some more from Kanice. What she got to say. Um, another point I wanted to bring up was, you know, it's so easy to lump people with uh, mental illness together um, and, and, and try to, you know, do a one-size-fit-all um, diagnosis or, or help for people. And that's not how that works, you know. Um... You know, when I found out I had postpartum and I wanted to tell people about it or, you know, try to let them know that this is why they had experienced, you know, our experience together was a certain way. And I need to let them know I was suffering from postpartum. I was so frightened that people would automatically assume that because of that diagnosis, I would be unequipped to, to take care of my daughter um, because I would, you know, be in this fit, this crazy state and try to kill her. And, you know, that's postpartum psychosis. It's not postpartum depression. Now, some people escalate into psychosis and then other people start off directly in psychosis. Um, but there are people like me who just have the depression. Um, but that fear of judgment was so prevalent that I was so scared. But now I want to share my story and I want to let people know they're not alone because I've realized that you know, those people, the only way to curb that behavior or curb that reaction is to educate people and to talk about it and to let them know they've been misinformed, you know. Um, and the last point I wanted to bring up was about medication. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Let me go back. Um, so, you know, we need to be out there. We need to be talking about it. And, you know, all the another point I wanted to make was that. The people that kill themselves or commit suicide, and I know you guys don't like that term, but people that 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 go through with that action, you know, they were depressed, but not all depressed people want to kill themselves. And that's another judgment too, you know, like don't don't put that on us, you know, don't assume that oh don't you know you're gonna go off and kill yourself. No, I'm having a really hard time and I need support and I need love and I need people to understand that. But don't just assume 
that that I that I you know don't understand that resources that are out there available to help me cope um, and just know that I need love and support and not to feel abandoned um, and then the last point medication you know if you are so right if you stop taking um, People need to view mental medicine for mental illness the same way we do for any other illness. You know, I'm also a diabetic and I also have Graves' disease. So I take medication for my thyroid and I take medication um, to manage my blood sugars. And, you know, if I stopped taking my insulin, people would scream and fuss and, you know, tell me I'm not taking care of myself and pass all this judgment. But if someone stops taking their medication for their mental illness, we don't have that same reaction, um, you know, as we do with with other medications you know and I feel like we need to we need to react the same way because this is helping this person function the way they need to as a human being um, to be out in the world and I think we need to to be more considerate but also take a stronger stance on how we approach mental health overall I mean clearly if we can be up in arms about somebody's dick pills not working <laughs> then we need to also be up in arms about someone's medication that they use to manage their mental illness not working um but anyway i appreciate everything you ladies do i love uh your show so much and i think it's going to help so many people laughter is the best medicine and you know i laugh a lot during all those episodes and i appreciate what you're doing the realness that you all bring to the table um each and every episode keep doing what you're doing love hugs and many thanks bye Kanice, thank you so much. Kanice, you're a beautiful lady. That's so nice. You are the sweetest. Yes. We love you. We love you. We love your face. And you're absolutely right. If you're medicated for a mental illness, take those pills. Yeah. Patrick, I'm talking to you. Take those pills. Or whatever it is. If it's if you find that exercise is helpful, do your damn exercise. If you, you know, if you find eating healthy is helpful, then keep doing that. Along with your medication. Yes. If you find that McDouglas is helpful, then... <laughs> McDougals. 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 Yum. Yeah. I, I do. Then eat that I and take love, your medication. I do love an Oreo McFlurry. Hmm. I can't lie. And you do like a fish witch, huh? I do like a fish witch that and I works. do like a small coffee. Black. Hot. God. Okay. <laughs> and thank you for the uh, beautiful shout out from the tiniest Too Cheap for Therapy listener. I hope she doesn't listen. Um, <laughs> little Miss Ruby. Hi, Little Miss Ruby. Oh, such a Oh, I love when little kids try to pronounce things that they don't know. Like, okay. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Where's my cookie? All right. Exactly. I do that. And uh, I love cookies. I don't get a lot of cookies for it, though. <laughs> It works. Oh, well. I went to the doctor. Oh, so how was that? Oh, it was garbage. What's wrong with you? Uh, well, they told me in tech, very technical terms, and I'm just, you know, remembering this verbatim. Mm -hmm. You done something fucky to your rotator cuff. <laughs> I don't think the doctor said that. <laughs> she did. Mm -hmm. uh, I Can I just pretend she did? Sure. That would have been fun. Uh, but no. in a very medical flat tone. Yeah, she said, ma'am, mm -hmm. you done something fucky to your rotator well, cuff. Well, it seems that you've done something fucky to your rotator cuff. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then she rolled on her little stool over to look at mm -hmm. my shoulder. Um, so, no, she's a terrific, terrific doctor, and mm. she said, basically, I've irritated the hell out of something in my shoulder, all my giblets, 
giblets. And, you know, it's all that stringy business yeah. and nastiness. Oh, yeah, the giblets. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's sure. all giblety biz in your all shoulder. Right. Um, so, I mean, you think of your shoulder as just your shoulder, but there's a lot of shit in there. Yeah, there's, there's a ton a of shit in there. strings and ropes and... Mm-hmm. So, that's not good. Mm-mm. So, she said, let's go to physical therapy. Oh. And I said, okay. You're going, right? I am going to go. Okay, good. I'm not excited. Well, no one's excited about physical therapy. Well, I'm kind of excited because it might fix it, which oh, would be yeah, real great. Totally. And uh, and then, if not, then I'm going to talk to the uh, orthopedic surgeon, also known as Dr. Scraper. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Paging Dr. Scraper. Because <laughs> they like to uh, scritch out all the biz in there. That What's the be... bad biz in there? Uh, you know, all the swollen, inflamed nastiness. Like your muscles? Yeah. You he's going to scrape out the muscles? He's going to scrape out my muscles and I'll just be left with a hollow shell of a shoulder. <laughs> no, um, I just want it to feel better. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts when I pick stuff up. Oh. I'm feeling real old. Oh, no. It hurts when I put my shirt on. Oh. I just want to take my shirt off. Oh, no. I've been wearing this shirt for a week. <laughs> Stop wearing shirts altogether. Yeah, just I'm going to have to give it up. Run around Can naked. Can you understand how this feels as a never nude <laughs> to not be allowed to wear a shirt? Oh, no. For medical reasons? It's awful. Yeah. yeah it's that is bad. your phobia. So I'm not, not thrilled about that, but we're dealing with it. Yeah. Ice and Tylenol and hot shower. There you go. Hot chowder right on there. Put a little heat on it. Rub a little chowder into it. Oh, gross. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. And then she also recommended that I try, like, some uh, CBD cream, mm-hmm. which I am going to try because she seemed to think that it would do it. be helpful. And I have I'm some. Excited and it does that. help. Yeah. I mean, if I, you know, if I have five things that help a little, mm-hmm. then that's five times a little equals a lot. That's true. That's math. That is math. You can't argue with math. That's Corinne's math. Math is science. I like it. Science. Rules. Rules. <laughs> yep. STEM. Whoop! <laughs> STEM careers. Hi, this is Corrine. And Marianne. From Too Cheap for Therapy. We may not be fancy. Or educated. Or professional. Or eloquent. Or pretty. Or skinny. Or popular. Or nice. Or capable. But we have a podcast, and there's nothing you can do about it. Listen to Too Cheap for Therapy. Because why not? Now back to the show. Weird science. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Well, we didn't say any of the words, so they can't sue us. It's it's unrecognizable. Great. No one will ever know what that is. No. Even though you kept yelling weird science. Shit. 80s movie producers are going to get in their time machines, come forward, and sue the hell out of us. That's right. And their production values are going to go through the roof. Oh, no. Because they'll have all our too cheap for therapy money. Oh, our $37. Our liberal tens of dollars. I see them slipping through my fingers. Oh, no. Yeah. That's easy to see because they're nickels. (laughs) (laughs) Ping, 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 ping. Oh, we did have another video message. From another listener, Patrick from Virginia. That's nice. Was it a video or was it an audio? Did I say video? You said video. Well, you better show me something to watch because I'm excited for the video. It ain't a video. All right. It's audio. Okay. It's hard. I keep thinking audio, video, 
We're not on camera. No. I keep wanting oh, to... Jesus. Can I you imagine if we were on camera? God, no. Shit show. I that keep be... ca- wanting to call the listeners viewers. Okay. They're not watching us. Are I y'all... hope not. Well, I mean, you could watch your phone. Well, are they watching us in Tesla Studios right now? Get away from Tesla Studios! <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, Patrick sent us a voice message. Yay! Because I asked him to explain a little bit more about polyamory. Okay. So, I remember that. Yeah. He has something to say? He does have something to say. Good and news. Let's hear it. Here you go. Want to hear it? Here go. Hey, this is Patrick. Hey, Marianne. Hi, Corinne. Uh, is uh, Colleen there? Is Kat there? Whomever your guest currently is, if you have a guest, you should get a guest. Get more guests. They're fun. Uh, hello to your guest. Or just hello to the car. What's your car's name? Tesla Studios. Uh, so, love your show. Uh, you shouted me out, asked me about polyamory. I cannot tell you all the things about polyamory. I can tell you that it's, uh, it's, it's freeing for people who have no desire to be monogamous. Um, but the, the main catch is you gotta be ethical about it. You gotta tell people, you gotta, you gotta be communicative with your words saying, Hey, uh, I met this person. I want to date them. Is that okay? And then your partner's like, tell me about this person. And yeah, of course it's okay. Just, you know, be smart. Don't be, don't be putting your dick in crazy. Uh, Leslie does not. She's very good about being poly. She's, uh, in her way, I should say. Uh, it's like religion. Everyone has their own special blend of beliefs. And in poly, everyone has their own specific blends of how they do their poly. Uh, the polyamory we do is ethical non-monogamy. Uh, the ethical part is where you don't cheat. You don't go behind people's backs. You don't, you don't lie. You don't obfuscate obfuscate anything you you are pretty open about who you're seeing and you know when you're gone and when you'll be back you don't you don't try to hide that information and leslie and i've been very good about that because it's very important that we have that trust because as soon as you stop saying hey i'm uh i'm just hanging out tonight and then you stay the night and you don't call back people get worried because they don't know if you got axe murdered or whatever. Uh, so yeah, there's the ethical part of it. Um, and then there's the relationship part of it. Some people get really intense into it, like Leslie and I did. Uh, I came into hers and Sammy's relationship after they'd been together for like five five years, four or five years. They met in college and I met them 12 years ago. I'm really bad with dates. Why are guys like that? Uh, 12 years, 2007. That sounds about right. 2008. I think Leslie keeps reminding me 2008 is when we started, she and I started doing our, our dating bit. Um, 
the way it worked with us was pretty organic, pretty natural. Uh, Leslie had initially told Sammy, hey, I'm not going to be comfortable just being, a, uh, you know, Fidelis to you. I'm, I'm going to have to be able to see other people as well. And Sammy said, oh, okay, that's cool with me because I want to do the same. And they did. They, they had a lot of fun. And then they met me and, and fun went right down the train. No, 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 no. It was good. It's good. It's even better because I was not of th that same mindset initially because I didn't understand exactly what was going on, but it totally clicked for me. It was, it was totally a reasonable thing. Like, oh, I'm just one of your dates and you're also with this other person and you've got this other guy. He's he's hanging out, too, and we're just hanging out. Oh, and you fuck him also. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and you're fucking me. Great. All right. We're happy. That's fine. And we all moved into the Swanage house together, and that was super great. And then Sammy and I worked on our relationship, and it was fine. Uh, I'm not sure what you want to know. <laughs> it's like it's like any monogamous relationship, except there's more than one person. And it's not monogamous. Yeah, you see? <laughs> simple, right? Super simple. And then we had kids. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, over the last 10 years, we've all had different partners and different events and lots of trust about who we're seeing. Um, And it's been comfortable and fine. It's so weird to think back on my previous dating life of monogamy and how I really just wanted to be with a lot of different people. And I could, it's not that I could only be with one person, but I would be with the one person and be happy. Uh, not personally happy because I was, I am depressed, uh, but I was happy with the relationship. Or so I thought. And it was fine, but I would still look around at all these other people and be like, wow, that, that person looks like a, like a, like a nice person. I, and I've been friends with this person for a while, and, and this person's really attracted to me, and we flirt a lot and, and all that. But then it's like, no, I'm, I'm taken. I'm committed to this one person. And it wasn't, it wasn't very fun. I felt trapped in some cases. And I would sabotage the relationships because why would you want to be monogamous if you were poly? There's that. Leslie's the longest relationship I've ever had. 12 years and counting. I'm really happy about it. I'm driving, by the way. Probably shouldn't be driving and uh, recording a message. Hey, Patrick. Thanks for sending us a voice message and explaining about polyamory. Yeah, that's good stuff to know. We did want to see if you were okay. It sounds like you're swimming in an aquarium. Are you 20,000 leagues under the sea? Are you okay? Are you all right? Do we need to call someone who owns a submarine? Do we need to call Ariel <laughs> <laughs> on the on the sea phone. <laughs> 
No, she's people now. She got legs. She married oh, Prince Eric. She's good people now. <laughs> Used to be a real bish. <laughs> a real fish bish. A fish bish. <laughs> and a fish witch. Oh, oh God, what if I order a fish witch and I get a fish bish instead? <laughs> or oh. you get Ursula because that's a fish witch. Oh, Mac <laughs> What have you done to me? Ba, 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 ba. So, Patrick, I'm learning more and more about polyamory, which is cool. But you said, like, why would I want to, why would you want to have a relationship with just one person and feel trapped in a monogamous relationship? That may make sense for you, but some people enjoy the monogamy. I do. I am legally contracted to say I also do. <laughs> but if you talk to Michael and was like, hey, this is what's going to happen. How about that? No, we definitely do enjoy the monogamy. And I think a lot of it is just that relationships are so complicated. Are. Finding people is so complicated. True. And... You know, you have to spend such an intense amount of time with a person to figure out who they really are and if they really work for you mm -hmm. and if you really work for them. And that's a lot of moving parts yeah. and I'm tired. So, well, I mean, I could understand, uh, for lack of a better word, the appeal of poly, a polyamorous relationship. People who are in a poly relationship are legit and serious and committed to whomever's, you know, the primary, secondary, tertiary, whatever. I get it. Um, but... Instead of me joining a polyamorous relationship, I just have friends to feel to fill the void of what is lacking in my relationship. Like you, funny as hell. So I'm hanging out with you. All right. Brian's funny too in a different way, though. Brian is adorable. He is adorable in every way. Yes. Let's get married. No, I think maybe you're already married. Well. It's 2019. I can marry as many people as I want. Mm. Um, no, I think that some of it might be... I don't know if this is right or not, but to me it feels like one of those things like if you are polyamorous, it's just something that's in you mm -hmm. and you might not know till you find that relationship, but you'll be like, holy shit, this right. feels right. Sort of like, you know, the young folks who may or may not be gay or mm -hmm. bisexual, they might not know what's up right. until they meet the person and go, oh, you're also a dude or a chick. Right. And turns out I'm into that. Yes. So, yeah, so just, you know. Makes sense. Yeah, meet some people and mm -hmm. see if several of them want to yeah. get down. It just seems like a lot of work to me as a person on the outside, not in the poly community. Like, okay, if... I had a spouse, and then I also had a boyfriend and a girlfriend or whomever. Like, ugh, I have to go on eight dates a week. I got to call people and check to see how their day is. And, yeah, I love them all, but Jesus, I'm tired. Yeah, that's a lot of work even when you have one significant other. Yeah. So kudos to those of you who are yeah. putting in that work for more than one person. That's right. Holy shit, you win. You win at life. But I'm sure it would be helpful, like, to have three or four adults all in a loving relationship with each other and then they have children that's four adults washing dishes doing laundry breastfeeding four adults breastfeeding all every one of them here bob your turn yep you, you never know kevin i don't know that boob which is hey i mean people you never are know binary you don't know true kevin you got beautiful boobs kevin might be trans kevin can I see your boobs? No, you can't no. see Kevin's boobs. No, I'm not. I'm sorry, Kevin. It's inappropriate. I'm sorry. I just got excited. 
about Kevin's boobs. Yes! <laughs> I'm not ashamed. All right. All right. There's Good. We really appreciate everybody who's liked and subscribed and um, reviewed. And if you want to do any more of that, please feel do. compelled. Yes. The power of Christ <laughs> compels you to rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, and share and like. You can go to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all those other things. We also have a Facebook page Please rate there. Yeah, and an Instagram. <laughs> we have an Instagram. Rate our Instagram. I don't know how it works. Just, I mean, maybe you can't rate some of these things online, but you can just turn to your friend and be like, five stars. Ish. <laughs> Follow. Follow, like. We have thumbs, a Twitter hearts, as well. Twitters. Yes. Oh, and we also have a Patreon. Oh, we do have a Patreon. Send us money if you like. Send us a dollar or two. Do, 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 do. Send me a dollar. How about you? <laughs> That's my intention. Because dollars keep Tesla Studio in the green. Yeah, it keeps it charged. Yeah. Because it don't run on gas. It don't run on gas, y'all. It runs on magic. How are we going to pay for all these magical oil changes if we don't have dollars? We need dollars for the oil. It's true. The magic oil. It's Unicorn Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk's Unicorn Musk? Yeah, he's got a stable. Oh. Yeah. I like it. It's like, turn to the left for corgis. <laughs> turn to the right for unicorns. Oh, did you see that new drop of the Tesla truck? I saw the presentation of it. Yeah, oh. where they brought the actual truck out. And? Um... Ugliest sin. Yeah, I agree. But the funny thing is, my husband and I were watching it, and he was like, "Well, that made it look like a truck. Maybe I'd drive it, you know?" Because it's a, it's a. That's what he sounds like. That's a very an old good redneck. Concern it. He is a 1900s prospector. Great. Um. So when he's not digging for gold, gold yeah, he's at home watching YouTube videos, and um, he was very unimpressed with the look of it. Yeah. But he was very impressed with the performance of it. Yes. And actually, when they finally opened the bed and showed like that, there's built-in ramps I and know, that right? you can plug in your Everything. electric ATV back yes. there. Or yeah, then he was. Yes. I think he's going to wait for the second or third iteration before he gets serious about thinking about mm. switching to something like. Like that. Yeah. Um, similar to the way that I'm thinking about switching to something like that, but I'm waiting for the cars to get smaller mm. because I don't want to drive a huge car. Yeah. It's, you know. Well, the Tesla has the Model 3. It's a four-door sedan. I think that's as small as they get, but you want like a Mini Cooper feel. Yeah, because I love my Mini Cooper. I really do. You could go with a Chevy Volt hatchback, but I don't know anything about Chevy Volts and their nah. performance and their Fuck that shit. the distance. I'm a Tesla gal. I know you are. You're a Tesla yeah. gal. You're a Sure. (laughs) Brian showed me the drops for the Tesla truck, and I did not like the look. Mm -hmm. I think it's quite ugly. Right. People are making fun of it on the interwebs, memeing it up. I agree with your husband, Michael, that the performance is amazing, and Brian and I will probably wind up getting one one day. Now, if you do, are you going to trade in your SUV, or are you just going to have 100,000 Teslas? Probably the latter. Is this why you bought property yeah to You're like one tesla per acre yeah to, oh no like a hundred teslas per acre oh shit i have 22 acres that's a lot of mathing that's too much math for me but that's a shit ton i think the technical mathematical term mm-hmm. is a shit ton i think i'm just gonna have a tesla lot 
and you can come. Come to Marianne's Tesla lot. Marianne, she ain't selling them, but you can look at them. No, I'll sell them to you. And she'll sell them to you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> can I can I do your commercial? Oh, God, I hope so. <gasps> Love it. <laughs> Great. Okay. Okay. Well. All right, well, I think that might be it. Yeah. Rate, review, subscribe. Like and heart. And tell your friends. Tell your friends and have a party and listen to episodes at your party. Sure. Play your episodes at Thanksgiving. Oh, no, don't do that. Oh. We talked about butt stuff in that last one. Don't let Grandma listen. I don't know. I think it might start some good conversations. Grandma's into that? Maybe. Oh, God. Grandma's been around for a long time. All right, guys, we gotta go. Uh-oh. Grandma, we got to go. <laughs> Shall we try a sign-off? Sure, should we? All right. Okay. Don't ask Grandma if she likes butt stuff. Or maybe you do, and maybe you get a little closer to your Grandma. Maybe you share a little. Oh, God, no. Maybe you love a little. No. I love you, Grandma. (laughs) Okay, have a day. All right, then have an awkward day. We're so cheap, so cheap. So cheap for therapy. We're cheap. We're cheap, cheap We're so cheap, so cheap Won't pay for therapy I say we're cheap We're cheap, cheap We're so cheap, so cheap We do our own damn therapy We're cheap, we're cheap, cheap, we're so cheap, so cheap, come get your therapy for free. OCD, anxiety, but we're cheap. Too cheap for therapy with Marianne and Corinne.